0: those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years.
2: Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. This is your Albany post game show. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fit- fan feedback. Uh, a little late there, Joe. I know. On the 62-24 win over you of Albany. What should we take away from it? What should we take away from it? We don't know. We'll get into all of that. And your thoughts. But first, what coach have to say. Sean Tucker's
1: performance, over 100 yards receiving and
0: rushing five total
1: touchdowns. Uh, I thought it was outstanding. It was good to see him uh, finish some runs and... And then also be extremely explosive uh, in the throw game and being able to get those balls to the middle of the field and uh, turn those passes into home runs. It was awesome. Uh,
2: Coach, you said uh, this week that you were going to determine a starting quarterback. Uh, What what did you learn uh, just watching on the field?
1: I think we got two good ones. Uh, I think we got some ones too that got some skill, and we'll go back and check the tape and and, uh, we'll make some decisions. Absolutely not.
2: You, were, you said that this week would be trying to figure out who the starting quarterback would be potentially, and you just said how both played really good. But with Sean Tucker, why did you keep deciding to give him the ball in the first half? What were you seeing on some of those outside zone runs that were you know, just making him get a lot of space in the open field?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting how he had more space in the first half based off of some things that were going on in the throwing game. There's such a balance. You can take things away. Those guys, defensive coaches, offensive coaches... It's a chess game out there. So there are things that can be taken away, but when you're hitting some passes and you're getting the ball pushed downfield, it kind of opens up some of those running lanes inside. How much can you
0: learn from your about your quarterbacks today? Or how much of it is just like, it's time to make a choice and, you
1: know? You can learn a lot. That's why I have to go back and check the tape. There's certain things that they need to be doing on certain plays. Now, if they don't do those things and they turn around and put the ball somewhere else and their success, yeah, that's good for, for the average fan. But when we're looking at the technical things, the things are going to matter when the competition is not like that. You know, competition advantage, co- a competitive advantage maybe this week. But uh, there's going to be weeks when it's going to be even. There's going to be weeks when the opponents have a better, a better advantage uh, when it comes to personnel. So we need to be technically right. So those are things we'll go back and look at.
0: When you leave here today, do you feel like you know who it is or or is it close enough that you really have to look at the
1: tape? It's fair enough that I need to go back and look at the tape. It's it's not something that you want to do on emotion. You want to take the emotion completely out of it, even though it's a very emotional decision.
2: I saw Andre Schmidt set the career field goal record here today. Um, Just considering everything he's accomplished since he came here as a walk-on, I just wonder if you could share some thoughts on seeing him get the record here today.
1: You know, the, the things I think, when I think about Andre, I think about the very first time And this was Sterling Hoffrichter. He comes up to me and he goes, Coach, the new kicker is really good. I'm like, which kicker? (laughs) And he points to Andre. I'm like, I said, you're my kicker. He goes, Coach, he's really good. I said, well, how good is he? And Sterling said, he's better than me. And when he said that, I looked at Sterling and I said, he's not better than you until I say he's better than you. He says, Coach, he's good. I said, all right, we'll we'll let him kick next time, not this time. Uh, Scored 62. Uh, Obviously, it's not... You know, Florida State or somebody out there. But does this say anything about your team? Do you feel good about that? You know, it, it's it's again, it wasn't it wasn't about the points because normally in these games I would I would play this game a different way and be you know just a different way. I'll leave I'll leave that as the statement. But we needed to take a good look at two cats and we needed to do it without our own personnel. And you know, we were rolling the dice on a lot of stuff too. Those guys could have got hurt. You know, and we had you know, we had some guys banged up, but it's important to get that done because now we can't do it anymore. We have to know what we've got, and now we've got to rally the troops and get ready to finish out our season. Does that mean next Friday we're not going to see both guys? Say that again. Does that mean next Friday we're not going to see both guys? <clears throat> we're going to have to see. Uh, we, you know, one guy is going to start, and let's see if he finishes.
0: Two guys that didn't play today, uh, Taj and Garrett Williams. Uh, status on them moving forward?
1: I would think that uh, they should be good. Taj, Taj, we have to see. I think Garrett will be a green light go. Four holding
0: penalties, four false starts, and then four face masks, if I'm not
1: not mistaken. All right, go ahead. What's the question?
0: Um, I guess you you said it was freshmen. It was um, youth and- They weren't
1: all freshmen. Of course. 67, 60, go ahead.
0: How do you go about handling that?
1: We talked about it at halftime. We talked about it at the end of the game, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. You know, that's too many. We'll discuss that with the family.
2: All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room app. Go to your iOS or Android stores and download the app. It's free. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password. You sign up there. You can follow us at QC Militia. And you sign up for notifications. You'll find out when we go live for fan feedback for football and basketball. And you don't have to just follow us. You can do your own thing, too. You can start your own thing up. You can go a number of topics from sports to politics, pop culture, music, movies, whatever you want to do on that. Uh, You can start your own thing, have people follow you, and create your own room. So go to the iOS or Android store now. Download the app. It's free. Spotify, Green Room. All right, Joe. So let's hit this montage up. Obviously, a couple of things. I just go in order, but there's a couple of things out of order um, that we'll try to hit at once, mainly the quarterback stuff, okay? Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. First, Tucker. Obviously, stealing all the headlines, okay? The dude's an animal. We know he's an animal. 253 all-purpose yards for him, 121 receiving, 132 on the ground. average through the air on a long uh, screen pass with just the yards after catch were uh, all him uh, on that pass from Garrett Schrader. And then a 10 over 10 yards, a carry on the ground. I will say the offensive line seemed to do a fantastic job. I don't know if he was ever really touched on any of some, on some of those sprints, man, the holes were huge for him. And uh, you know, you could have driven a freaking bus through him. Uh, Obviously Um, A phenomenal day for him. And, you know, we were looking at the possibly tying the record for rushing touchdowns in a game, which Jim Brown holds. But uh, he was, you know, he was benched after, I think, one series in the second half. Um, First of all, we don't want to get him hurt.
0: Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
2: Right, so that's the main thing. Right. Obviously, yeah. he showed us what he could do, and then what do you got to prove after that? Um, right. Syracuse Football tweeted Sean Tucker's five TDs tied for... Second most in a single game by a Q's player with Floyd Little, 926 64 versus Canvas, Walter Reyes, ten six zero three 03 versus Notre Dame, in Emba Edital, 1126 16 at Pitt. So, some elite company there, obviously, um, with Floyd Little and uh, the rest. But uh, a really good day for him. A really good day. And you can't take anything away from him, even though it's Albany. What do you say, Joe? Uh
3: yeah he pretty much kind of was in a league of his own out there uh if you look at the box score i mean jarveon howard he averaged
2: it's he 76 or something
3: six yeah six carries for 76 yards so he averaged 12.7 and we rushed for 286 so um i think there would have been a bunch of running backs that may not doing the same thing but um we were going to be able to run against them and uh The only reason that Sean Tucker was in there as long as he was was, as you heard him, uh, Coach Babers, um, talking about the the, the quarterbacks. To give both quarterbacks a good, fair look, they both got to be out there with the first teams and the starters. And, you know, uh, as much as I didn't want guys to get hurt and everything, um, it's really not a fair shake if Tommy gets, you know, the first (laughs) string or, you know, and then. Uh, Garrett comes in and Sean Tucker gets benched and maybe, you know, so got to, got to give him the fair look. So that's probably why, um, you know, I don't really want to get ahead of ourselves here, but, uh, that's what, you know, you heard coach say about that, that he probably would have played this game in a a different way, um, if it was a different situation. And I think he was basically saying that is that he knew that, you know, he didn't mean to run up the score like this and he probably would have played it in a more respectful manner and probably would have got the starters out. A little bit earlier, uh, if it was, you know, one quarterback and they knew their identity a little bit better than what they do today.
2: Okay, switching, switching gears but staying on the same topic, okay? To play devil's advocate here, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks here for a little bit. Obviously, it's the, I mean, that's, that's the main focus of yeah. of fans, of media, of this team, of, you know. So, unfortunately, we got to do it again. Just to play devil's advocate to what you said, first of all, he didn't. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying he didn't play as much with Garrett as he did with Tommy. Okay, but but also, um, if we really want to see what the quarterbacks can do, there's two at least two other running backs that could use the burn in a game like this just like the quarterbacks could use the burn of, you know, half a game each. Okay. You could have put, you could have put in, you know, Jarvion Howard more uh, um, Abdul Adams, you know, could have been played a lot more instead of Sean Tucker, because what ended up happening is it became the Sean Tucker show and it didn't become about Tommy in, in uh, Garrett, in my opinion, it became about Sean Tucker. And I'm not saying I'm not knocking that. I mean, it's fine. But he says he was going to play it differently, which means, you know, he wouldn't have run up the score like that. But who was running up the score Was <laughs> Sean Tucker? He was the one running up the score. So, I mean, just for, on the flip side of that, you you would think that maybe pulling Tucker a whole lot earlier, uh, you could have gotten um, – you got an, an Abdul Adams a little bit more burn. And, obviously, I think you could have – you could have um, – use the quarterbacks more in 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 the the passing game that's 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 where i stand well i
3: mean i also think it has a little bit to do with the fact that i mean they moved around some uh, offensive linemen and uh you know based off the offensive game that we had against rutgers i think that we really had to come out and give our first team you know a good look for a long time to get them kind of I mean, they need to the practice, like he said, other than playing against our the people from our team, you know, they need the practice against, you know, other teams as well. So I think that we took that time to, you know, really get that. But I do understand the running back portion of it. I, I can't say or speak for all the other, um, you know, I think the offensive line, the starters should have been out there and obviously receivers and all that kind of stuff because Taj didn't play. So everybody other than Taj needs practice as well. So. Uh, he could have played it a little bit differently as far as the, the running backs were concerned for sure. All
2: right, so moving on to the quarterbacks themselves Garrett Schrader, 11 for 15 for 190, average 12.7. Both quarterbacks had one TD, one interception. Uh, Tommy DeVito, 6 for 9, 147, 16.3 on the average. Um, Garrett Trader completing 73.3, Tommy percent uh, completing 66.6. To me, it was very even. They both had a touchdown. they both had an interception. I think it's clear, Joe, what each of them are good at, and you know we've we've already talked about it. Uh, obviously Garrett Trader a little bit more versatile with his with his feet. Um, there was one play specifically where you saw that, and he ran for two touchdowns so um,
3: <laughs> running backs weren't too happy about them, but
2: <laughs> yeah, he had to do but, what he had to do. Yeah, obviously, He's but fighting for a certain job, he is, he is. And I thought that I thought that it was it was pretty good uh, as far as the competition went. I still thought it was was pretty equal. I Actually, put out a poll at the end of the game, and I said um, on Twitter I said the starting QB is clear. A Tommy should start. B Schrader should start. Or just kidding, it's not clear. And uh, out of 120 votes. Just kidding, meaning that it's not clear, at 29%. Uh, Schrader should start, Was it came in at 28%, and Tommy should start, came in at 43%. So I think that the not even through watching them play, but how the game was represented to me watching it with Tommy starting the game and taking, taking most of the first half, getting Taken out of the game for a series because of it, uh, he was rattled, and then coming back in instead instead of letting Garrett Trader just finish it off and keeping Tommy safe, it's clear to me that yes, Tommy is going to be our starter at Liberty. We're going to be back to a one quarterback team, and we'll have like Coach said, we'll see who starts the game we'll see if they can finish it, and it's going to come down to that. That it's going to be Tommy's team, as long as he can hang on to the ball, as long as he doesn't make bad choices, as long as he's um, you know, not putting the team in a bad spot. The short leash is there, but Tommy's going to be the guy.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that the, uh, the pass to Damian Alford for a 73-yard touchdown, I think really was the X factor to me. Uh, I mean, like I said, yeah. Garrett Schrader didn't look bad, and if you put their stats together, I mean, 17 to 24 for 337 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Obviously, you have one interception goes through receivers' hands, which uh, I mean, we could talk about that. Yeah, well, let's uh, talk this, about it. We well, but, yeah, it may well,
2: it may come up in fan feedback, but we have to hit that.
3: Yeah, we 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 will. Okay. but um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at that, that's not a bad line, and then when you look at the rushing, it'd be 14 what 14 rushes for 70 yards and two touchdowns so i mean you take their combined stats and i'll take that quarterback no kidding every every week right? yeah so absolutely um it's really really tough but i just think the one thing that stood out i mean either of them could have just turned around and hand the ball to sean tucker or jarvian howard exactly. either of them could have thrown right. little screen passes to sean tucker as he goes for three catches for 121 yards 40 yard <laughs> average as far as receiving goes right like that's ridiculous yeah uh you know, both quarterbacks can do that. Um, I think Garrett Schrader looked a little bit better at his feet, even though Tommy did average more per rush. Uh, um, really, the only really one play that stood out was that bomb to, to Alfred. Um, even pretty much short to mid-range throwing and running the ball, um, I'd say that I might give it to Garrett. But when you, give, when you have to bring the long ball into effect, I think that that's where Tommy gets him. I don't think Garrett really has shown that he could throw a good long ball.
2: He uh, was under under threw a couple under pressure in an awkward situation for both of them. Um, not you know, saying we, you
3: can't, I just haven't seen it yet. Well, so, I haven't
2: seen it yet either. Which is what I'm saying. Just remember the two that were thrown short; they were almost back to back, and you could argue you know, pass interference or not on those, but uh, 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 yeah, I know. Uh, I
3: mean, that's, that's up for grabs. I mean, in that type, when you're winning like that too, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. But yeah,
2: but I think that uh, was the play that, that was the play. I think I totally agree with you, but I don't know what the stat is, but Tommy's thrown a bunch of those. That was the one that actually was caught and scampered in for a touchdown. And it was a beautiful right. drop. I mean, it was.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, he either drops him in or he might go a little over, but he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions throwing the deep ball. So, again, I mean, that's the one plus. And, I mean, as much as Babers wanted to play coy in that, you could hear. You could hear. He said, you know, you saw that Sean had a couple things open when the passing game was moving in the first half. Well, uh, who exactly are you alluding to? Because I think that Tommy's passing in the first half was a little bit better than Schrader's. So... Again,
2: again, um, Schrader's never been put in a position to where he could get in the game, start his game from the drop of the green flag, so to speak. Right, <laughs> But, you know, he, he hasn't been... He's always coming in off the bench. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, even when he says it, he says, like you said, he's still dodging the question. I still don't think that he believes that, it, that he's not going to play two quarterbacks. I think it's going to be situational. And even like you said, I mean... This game, we were never really in a pressure situation. Uh, We're not going to be in games like this where you can just hand the ball off and throw a little – I mean, Sean Tucker's not going to do this against – if anything, this type of game is going to give every type of reason for the next team that we're playing to make sure Sean Tucker doesn't do absolutely anything and make everybody else beat you, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, right. So, I mean, I think it's clear based upon what he said in in just history in in the game. Um, I think he's going to start with Tommy. But again, like to you, to your point, I, it is not safe because if Tommy does not use his feet and the passing game isn't working for him, then, then you got to get Garrett in there because he's going to run and he's still going to keep the defense honest.
2: Yeah, I think he will. And like you said, we just got to see a little bit more on the accuracy, uh, throwing deep And obviously you got to have the deep ball. You have to have it. I mean, Uh,
3: you'd like to have it there, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um real quick scoring 62 points I think obviously I uh you know I think I think my I think my um my what do you call it prediction was 38 to 10 we'll do those on Tuesday but uh, way exceeded my expectations on the offense now is that due to well we know what it's due to Okay, sh- sh- Sean Tucker and you- <laughs> <competition. laughs> that—that's really why it you- is. That I mean, you're you're right, but I mean, Albany not exactly. I mean, it look great because on defense, we just,
3: and because we just lost our records and everyone really knew that we should have won. And, I mean, as far not everybody, but like those players and those coaches, those coaches pretty much probably knew that they messed up, and uh, they could have done things a little bit better, and the players, yeah, I. Yeah. Um, Same thing on some some ends. But I mean, I think that, you know, you lose a game like that when we when we went over and we talked about it and you go back and you look at it as a team, you know, you let that one go. That's one that you let get away. Um, And that happens. But, you know, know, unfortunately, you know, for Albany, they're up next and we're still in a quarterback controversy. So we're going to play our first first starters all the way through the third quarter. And they obviously weren't going to stand a chance. So,
2: yep. So coach is going to go back and check the tape and then we'll see Tommy start at Liberty and we'll just go from there. Uh look, I I I do have one gripe before we move on uh and that is that every week so far I've just tend to be more and more confused. And not that I'm like bewildered by anything, but I'm, I'm just like I'm I don't know. I just I guess I'm just second guessing a lot of things and it's just the identity isn't there. I don't feel like this team is ready for ACC play. I mean, we'll see against Liberty. Like I keep—that's what I keep doing. Well, we'll see against X. Or we'll, well see. They're it-
3: not—they're not ready for every team in the ACC. And like I said, there's a lot of teams on our side that look good. Um, you know, thankfully, I think. I mean, I it's—you know—it's—it's it's crazy in the day where you say, "Well, thankfully, our first game is at Florida State, right?" Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> yeah. as far as ACC.
2: Yeah, right? but. They're not exactly but, um, lighting Liberty's, it up.
3: Liberty's going to be a tougher game than that. And we hopefully we can build up I mean, this momentum. And, and I mean, obviously, the players, you know, you think you're going to win and you go and you win like this. And hopefully that, that confidence and that momentum can bring you into the next game. But again, like I said, I mean, if you don't think that Liberty's going to say, okay, we're, we got to stop Sean Tucker. Like,
2: oh, that's, yeah, obviously. So Tommy's
3: going to have to keep the ball and make some plays. Or whoever's at quarterback is going to have to against this team because Liberty is uh, better than all the teams we've played so far, I
0: believe.
2: Absolutely. Andre Schmidt tying the school record for 60, with 60 field goals. That's pretty awesome for someone who came on as a walk-on and is, um, becoming, yes. uh, won the Lou Groza Award and now uh, just a, 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 almost an automatic. I mean, he's had his moments, but you feel really comfortable with, with uh, Andre Schmidt in there? kicking field goals yeah. and extra points and whatnot. So congratulations to him. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, also, real quick, before we put the icing on the cake here, uh, Taj Taj Harrison and, and uh, Garrett Williams, he's saying Kingsley they was Kingsley Jonathan. Sh- it was King- oh, Kingsley Jonathan, too. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there either. So um, right. we didn't hear anything about him in the presser, though. They didn't ask about him. They asked about Taj and Garrett. So right. uh, looking like they rested Taj just to be safe, they figured they probably didn't need him. And I believe probably the same thing. It could be the same thing with all three of them.
3: See, I don't know. I'm You're not sure about that, huh? The, no, because um, when they did ask him, he said that the one he was worried about was Taj. And I don't know if he was hurt in the last game or if this was some type of you know injury that happened um, during the week. But the way I mean, he was dressed out Yeah, there, it was. It happened. Got, uh, happened he to... wasn't dressed. He he wasn't dressed. Garrett and Kingsley Jonathan were dressed, so right. I hope it wasn't a situation where it's like a hammy or a calf. Or he pulled something in practice, and now we gotta wait and see. But I know he did tweet that he'll be back for Liberty. So, and I know Garrett Williams and, and Kingsley Jonathan were both suited up, probably because they're captains, and you know, and and they probably could play if need be. But, uh, yeah, and Chris Elmore too. So I mean, you look at it. Yeah, but we knew we about had... Chris
2: Elmore though. That could be a couple more weeks still. Yeah, but those are
3: four of our like better players too. Yeah, I mean it is a D one AA school, but I mean that did allow other people to come in and and get some playing time and help as well. So
2: we, in the whole game, allowed people to come in and play. You know, so uh, yeah, Adrian Cole ne- looked ne- good. Ne- yep, Neil Nunn was out there. Uh, got a penalty, but he was out there getting some mm-hmm. getting warmed up. So, all Oka-chukwu. right, that's right. Um, all right. 16 penalties for a school record 164 yards. That's not Mm. exactly the record you want, obviously. That goes without saying. And also, uh, if you do that against any of the next opponents for the rest of the season, you can kiss that victory goodbye because you're not going to overcome that. There's no way. The lack of discipline was very disappointing, especially against a school like this. I know they they were, you know... Flip flopping quarterbacks and whatnot, and and I mean, but there's no excuse at this point for that, in my opinion. Three of the penalties, one of them wiped out a a, a, a really good punt return that looked like it was down at the one, but we never really got to see because it was called back, uh, which was a fifty about fifty yards or so. Um, there was a forty yard Tucker run, and then there was a sixty eight yard touchdown pass to Anthony queeley that was wiped out too. So. Uh, I mean, this this score could have been in the 70s for crying out loud, or close to it. Anyway, um, I don't, I can't remember if they scored on those drives; they probably did. So maybe it wouldn't have been. But anyway, in any yeah, event, I mean, Joe, this is this is this is terrible. Okay, I, I'd say that most of this is on the coaches. Like, I don't know what is going on. This is, do you clean this up in a week or two? I mean, is that possible? I mean, it, this has been a problem, in, not just against early, in early in the season, but just in general it's been a problem the past couple of years
3: yeah i don't i don't know like you said i mean we talked about the penalties last week when we played against rutgers when rutgers had four for 40 and we had eight for 55 like we talked about the turnover though they got to clean the turnovers up they got to you know what i mean we, we talked about that and then, then what did they do they came out and they they doubled down and they had what did you say, sixteen for one hundred sixty-four yeah, or whatever? Like, yeah,
2: they had I mean, eight in each, eight in each half. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't even clean a, it up was in the a second ridiculous
3: half. ridiculous amount of face masks.
2: Yeah, yeah, know,
3: know. different amount of the ridiculous amount of holds. I mean, I just don't
2: like why that's
3: got to be. The, I mean, that's got to be the one thing. I just I thought after last week and in, in losing to rushers like that and having some penalties actually you know hurt you to the point where you can't you know. Um, you'd think that that would be something clean up and it just got worse. So again, I hope that, uh, I mean, that would be enough for me as a head coach, especially against Albany to be like, okay, I'm glad you won, but you guys are still going to be, this is still going to be a first. There's going to be some rough practices. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some, some things going on because you can't do that. Like you see to what you alluded to. I mean, not only do you talk about the 160, whatever penalty yards, but you talk about the penalty, you talk about the yards taken away, um, you're talking over 300 yards.
2: <laughs>
3: so um,
2: yeah, if you add them up,
3: yeah. So you can't you can't do that. You can't do that against Liberty. You can't do that against any team in the ACC.
2: Nobody from Not here even. on out. You're nobody from here on out. Period. I don't even know if they nope. had to beat Ohio if they did that. I mean, yeah. obviously, in hindsight, you don't. You know, we're playing. You know, uh, who knows? You don't know but still, I mean, a lot
3: of things. Because the thing too is a lot of things with penalties is is are they timely?
2: Right? right. Exactly. You
3: get a holding call in the first down on first down, but you still get a first down. Then that penalty didn't kill you. Right. So realistically, when you're playing against the D one AA school, they're not going to kill you, but it doesn't mean you continue to do it. Right. Um, so again, that's definitely got to be a point of emphasis. Um, and obviously you know, there's still things we got to worry about just because we go out and we win 62 24 and we run like that doesn't mean that everything's fixed.
0: To hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House.
2: Alright, fan feedback is brought to us by none other than Spotify Greenroom. As I mentioned before, go to your iOS or Android store, download the app, it's free, get there, follow us, sign up for the notifications, and when we go live, you can hear us. You get the notification, you come on, you can either hang out in the green room and you can talk, you can shoot the breeze with everybody else in there, you can shoot the breeze with us, I'll be monitoring it, and uh, you can request to speak, request to speak, unmute yourself, make yourself known and speak. And you don't have to just listen to us. You can follow other people. You can get in their green rooms, um, everything, anything you can imagine, any topic you can imagine, it's there. And you don't have to just follow people and do their thing. You can do your own thing as well and and have people in your green room and interact with you. You could do a a little Syracuse post game, uh, you know, rant and have people on there. So you do whatever the hell you want. Go to the iOS or Android stores, download the app now. It's free. Come on already. All right, let's take a look, see what I got. As you can imagine, not a ton. Um, Two things to take away from this game from at Dbone75. Two things to take away from this game on Twitter. One, the O-line didn't play great. Two, this team is very undisciplined. We need to be very worried about this team the rest of the season. I thought the O-line played okay. They played phenomenal. In the in the run game, I think, um, and it wasn't. I don't think it was terrible, but he says they didn't play great. But I've seen other comments from him on Twitter throughout the throughout the game. What do you think, Joe? Am I am I giving him too much credit?
3: Well, I think that there was just some some breakdowns, and the fact that I think that to be perfectly honest with you, there were some players on this Albany team. Uh, I thought the second quarterback that came in was a little bit better um they do have a, a couple of receivers that alexander was all right didn't know he was a freshman but um that that uh I, I don't know if he you know stuck out to you or whatever but jared verse that number 96 the defensive end that they had um yeah we talked about him
2: we talked about him last tuesday
3: yeah and he's he stuck out i mean he made some plays and on top of that as well um he uh He almost ran down Sean Tucker. I mean, one of his longer runs, you know, he outran a D-back and he was the closest one to catching him. He was the one that uh, almost caught uh, Sean Tucker for a tackle for loss when Sean Tucker had the offensive uh, face mask Mm -hmm. that was on him. So uh, and he's a freshman for Albany. So uh, talented guy. He's got speed. um, And I think that he actually posed some threats uh, or some problems on the line especially when he was on veterello's side since he's you know switched for this game with service so uh i think that there was a couple times where they showed some issues with him but again i mean acc guys they're (laughs) they're gonna be just like him or better so um yeah I'm, i'm worried about the passing game um as far as the offensive line again but the rushing game i think for sure is um is better this year. And also, I mean, even Chris blights, I mean, he got called on, I think three penalties in this game too. So, I mean, everybody's kind of in on the action when it comes to the penalties the last two weeks. So I'm right there with him. They played. Okay.
2: They played. Okay. All right. Uh, if not now, when 84, Tommy, Tommy is definitely QB one after this game. As everyone, uh, as everyone said, penalties were ridiculous. Only a couple were questionable defense. Was awesome. Per usual, I would like to see more from the receivers. Sean Tucker definitely deserves the 44 if he can repeat that against Liberty. Go Cuse. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anything t- to be said about the competition? We know, though, Sean Tucker is good. We already know that. And... um I don't think it needs to be proven. But when you start talking about the 44, I mean, what's the threshold, right? So, right. Uh, we, I mean, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. You know, I haven't um, – it hasn't really been – it hasn't really crossed my mind, you know, obviously until yesterday when everybody is bringing it up. But, you know, yeah, Tommy's definitely the starting quarterback. I, I don't think it's a question – I think we've all through watching these games. And and if you're listening to the coach montage or the press conference yourself, you kind of already had that feeling. Right. And I mean, just the fact that, that Garrett didn't start this game just solidified it for me. I was like, yeah, I mean, okay, what are we going to do? How are they going to work this one this week? And I guess the plan, the plan was first half for Tommy, second half for Garrett. So, um,
3: Anyway, I mean, he came in way before that, though, didn't he? He did, he but Tommy like got Tommy the got quarter. yeah,
2: but Tommy got rattled too one time. So he yeah, came but in. Tommy came back in. Yeah, I know.
3: I mean, and and, and that uh, you know he's got a good point too because uh, we're not talking about like the there should have been a receiver competition when it came to this game as well. I mean, I think that we kind of missed the. It was easy to just hand the ball to Sean Tucker, and it's missed hard the headline. to just say, "Oh, don't run the ball," right? But like, at the end of the day. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity with Taj out for younger guys and other receivers to come in and try to you know prove themselves. Yeah, um like, I thought that you know I mean Damian Alford he had one Courtney catch for seventy three yards and a touchdown, right? Huh?
2: Courtney Jackson, guys like Courtney that.
3: Jackson, right? Queely, I mean, yep. you know he's in there, but like Sharad Johnson, he's Qu- been in, starting.
2: In Queely's defense, his touchdown got called back, so
3: yeah. Yeah, he got called back on a Luke Benson hold, which hopefully he's hopefully he's not. okay too. Yeah. So um but I mean Shira Johnson needed to prove that he's starter worthy. You know, we got a Ronde Gatson. I mean another one too, Devon Cooper, who we talked about, he was out there at number twenty five. He had uh three catches for twenty six yards, and after Trevor Pena, I mean Trevor Pena, he's a good returner, but he doesn't look to me like a great slot receiver. Um and he's really short. Uh,
2: you want to talk about him mean, now?
3: Yeah, might as well. That interception. Um,
2: <laughs> it ca- it came yes. at it came at Pena. The only thing I noticed, and Joe, you brought up some great points about it when we talked about it yesterday after the game, but the one thing I noticed was it came at him at, like, 200 miles an hour. <laughs> He's freaking yep. right there, you know, right. way too fast. That was – it hit right. his hands. Yeah, it hit his hands, but it got launched out of a cannon. Um, so, you know, I put blame on both of them, Joe, but Joe convinced me otherwise because – he had some great points. Go, go ahead.
3: So this is the problem, right? And it's more of a psychology thing when it comes to coaches, because, just, you know, there's going to be the receiver coaches and the receivers out there that are like, oh, well, it hit your hands. You're supposed to catch
2: it. Right. Which but is I mean, what we're told every, in Pop Warner and everything.
3: Right. Which every receiver knows that there's some ridiculous passes that you go and try to get your hands on and just getting your hands on it is pretty much a, a win, let alone trying to catch it. Right. Because it was just a bad pass. Um, and if you flip it, on the flip side, if you look at a quarterback coach, quarterback coach is always going to tell a quarterback, you got to know your receivers, right? You got to know how tall they are, where they like the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to give it to them in stride, you know, everything like that. I mean, everything about you know being a, a, an efficient quarterback is, especially if you want to get some yards after the catch, is getting the guys the ball so that they don't have in to it, like jump up, right? You know it, make expose themselves
2: in and, stride. Right,
3: because they're going to catch it. They're going to hit the ground. They're going to get tackled, right. um, or they're going to get blasted in the ribs, or you know. So right. you want to keep it to where they can catch it in stride. Continue to run. Maybe make a move when they catch it. Um, those kind of things, and, and that's knowing your receivers, knowing how they run routes, and everything like that. So, um, you know, you can go both ways at it. You know, everyone. I mean, I would I would probably go, you know, 40 um, just because you know, looking at Trevor Pena, he just hasn't proven to me that he's an actual receiver. It uh, looks like an undersized running back who returns, but uh, we try to use his skill set in the slot uh, receiver um, role. And that, that ball was just way too high for him, uh, made him have to stop and jump. And also, uh, like you said, he threw it way too hard as well. So um, that's, you know, a little bit of Tommy not knowing um, his receiver and throwing it too fast. And obviously, you know, Traber, I mean, to to me just isn't, a slot receiver or receiver, so
2: yeah, tough. You know? they're probably not they're probably not practicing together too much either. You know, on on the flip side of that, Tommy's not throwing the ball to him often in yep. in right. practice. At files 90 there's only so many answers you can get from a game like this. Again, with the QBs, this is why I thought Babers should have used this game to get Schrader used to running the offense in game situations and then really test him against Liberty to see if he or Tommy is QB1. So I didn't know what really to take away from it either, and it's because of the competition. And I'm so glad that these games are over. I told Joe yesterday, I'm like, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like these, these, these gimme games. Yeah, they're, they're fun at first. You know, you're watching your team go out there and strut their stuff. You're walking around with their chests puffed out. The, they're in the dome. By the way, not a lot of people in the dome, but it did not matter. Everybody who showed up there was so loud again. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. So thank you to all of you who, who showed up. And, um, and made noise. It was definitely did not go unnoticed, um, watching it through the TV, besides the, um, besides all of the silver I saw. But, I mean, what can you take away? <laughs> what can you take away, Joe, really, from a game like this? Like, I told you, I would like to reel these back to one and play another Liberty type team, you know? Um, maybe you know i don't know do more so, more more big 10 or whatever you know whatever they got that yeah. alliance now right so there's an alliance i guess we could set up those games what do you think
3: i mean in hindsight you want to set this you want to set these games up a little bit like in, like i wish this the season and the schedule was in a different order like i wish we would have started the season um with, this with game? albany yes yeah like albany yeah. ohio Rutgers liberty yes. right yeah I think that so. would have been cool for me I think that's a good you know transition a steps up steps up mm-hmm. um and you know I think that part of that kind of hurt a little bit I think maybe decisions by the coaches but the one thing I can take away from this game is that um it's noticeable that there is the the leadership uh, I mean you can call the super seniors I know Garrett Williams is a good leader uh Mikel Jones um just the fact that again I know it's Albany but you saw the excitement out there you saw them out mm-hmm. there um they
2: needed a little confidence booster anyway they
3: needed yes they needed a little confidence booster but the, the 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 captains and the leadership on that team didn't allow them to you know take this game for granted or to you know get disinterested everyone that was in there was still trying even down to the last play Jarvie and Howard wanted to get that touchdown like the, yeah um And and everybody on defense was always it was just hyped all just all game. So um, the one thing that you can take away is I feel like, and again I know that it's just losing the Rutgers and like going to Albany and everything, but I just don't see a situation which um, the leadership allows you know this team to pretty much give the season up, which hopefully is in turn helping the coaches because you obviously don't want you know, to, uh, the coaches to lose the team. And as far as the team having faith with the coaches that they can actually, you know, help them win. So, um, it's kind of a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine type situation. And I just hope that, um, that those, those seniors and those captains and the leadership that we have on this team can allow us to get through, you know, some, some bad times. Cause I think there are going to be some hard times, you know, yeah, uh, I think there's well- going to, we're going to have some tough games.
2: Yeah, it, absolutely as we always will being who we are and who we play. But, you know, this team this this team fought through a one in 10 season pretty decent. I mean, there wasn't a ton of you know, things to be excited about last year. So <laughs> No, I get it. But but with I that said, it. we're already at two wins, so we're already we're already ahead of last year. We can put that behind us now, right? And, and we can move on. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Got to be – be, someone's got to command the field on both sides of the ball. And as the team progress or as the season progresses, we're, we're going to see those leaders step up. At Q- yeah, well, and hope – Go ahead.
3: Well, I was just going to say, and hopefully from this, you can also take away the fact that when you do look at our defense and what we've done this year, um, so far it's been pretty impressive. Albeit, you can't look, you can't come, I mean, we don't, again, Ohio lost to Duquesne, um, Rutgers, don't know how good they're going to be, but, uh, I mean, when you look at it overall, I I feel like there's a little, I have a little, I have pretty good confidence that this defense is going to be able to keep us in games
2: as long as we can score. As long as we can keep them off the field. And move the ball. It, it move the ball. Put points on the board. Whatever it takes. Obviously, you see, Coach. He, mm, he's... I don't care if
3: Andre Smith has 90 field goals at the end of the season.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you got to move the ball, and that's what we did. That's what we failed to do last year, man? They they did the they did the the fast paced stuff, and it just got old. the The defense was like, oh my gosh, we got. I mean, I need not even take my helmet off yet. I got to go back out there. You know, I mean, it was just too much, but they're doing, they're doing a little bit of a hybrid type, I would call it, you know, between the fast paced stuff and, and um, taking the time reading the defense and things like that. So it's a momentum thing and they, they play on that and they've done, I think they've done a really good job of it so far this year. So, um, and that's on the coaches. Coaches are sending the signals out. So. At Cuse Waterboy, besides Tucker being worthy of the 44, I feel like we learned very little about this team today. Got to cut down on the penalties as better competition will take advantage. Liberty is a huge game now, and a W can get some fans back and maybe see a true QB one emerge and take the reins. So... Yeah, well right. We'll know after we'll know after Liberty. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, well know uh, Sure, <laughs> sure we, will. we will, yeah, right? Uh, we'll know after Liberty. Uh Tucker getting worthy of the forty-four. Look, I think Tucker can work towards the forty-four. I think I don't think I gauge it off of a U Albany game. And that's just I'm not trying it's to tough. be I'm not trying to be uh, Jerk or put Tucker down. Obviously, we know he's a beast. Obviously, not the average running back can even do that against a college football team, right? Right. It takes a good running back to even do that against you, Albany, no doubt. Um, Liberty is a yeah, huge. I just go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say this forty-four thing. I don't know. Like, I just feel like we should just, we should leave it alone, right? We got we got three guys that got statues outside. Some of them are. <laughs> hall of famers and college and in pros in
2: both. Yeah. um,
3: In both. Like, why don't we just like leave? Because at the end of the day, we've used it as some type of recruiting tool without successfully bringing any huge running. Yeah. Who was the, who was the last one?
2: Who was the last one? It was a flop. Kind of mostly. Who was it? Who wore it? Was was not Rob Conrad? Was he, wasn't the last one. Was he? god i have no idea okay well i put us both on the spot should have kept my mouth shut anyway yeah,
3: damn sure <laughs> should have. but either way i mean what do you what are you gonna do right like i just that puts weight i feel like it puts pressure on you and then again we've tried to use it as a recruiting tool but like we haven't gotten anybody from it so it's, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing yeah so what are we doing
2: yeah well hey you know it's never too late to break it out if 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 You know, I I don't know who votes on that, who determines it. But whoever does, if they determine it, they determine it. But, you know, he has a couple of those games in the ACC. I mean, break it out. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but we'll just see. Um, Cut down the penalties. Yeah, Rob
3: Conrad, last one, 95-98.
2: That's what I thought. Okay. Um, Liberty um, is a huge game now, as Anthony says. And uh, we got to get a huge game. It's been a huge game. We always knew Rutgers and Liberty were going to be huge. But to get out of these first four games, and I'll repeat myself again, and uh, as we've already talked about this, to get out of these first four games, three and one is exceptional, in my opinion, regardless of the win or loss to Rutgers in a game I thought we should have, would have, could have win. But should have, would have, could have doesn't count. So you're halfway to a bowl game at that point. You've got to obviously pull off maybe one or two upsets. But there's some, there's some, you know, there's some Easter eggs out there that we might just get. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see. The biggest thing is to get an identity, have a starting quarterback, have the team rally around that quarterback, stay healthy, and eliminate the penalties. Seriously, stop with the damn penalties. You're not going to get to a bowl game with that. Joe.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, Again, it's become a more important game. I don't want to say must win, but when you looked at the schedule... I think it's
2: a must win.
3: It might be at this point.
2: Yeah.
3: Again, I think we looked at it as it needed to be 3-1 because we only saw, at most, three wins in the ACC. I just don't... Right. I'm I'm not 100% sure now, but I know that there are some good teams out there for sure, and I just... It's too early in the season to know how good these other ACC teams are, so obviously going into ACC play 3 and 1. I know with our with our show with uh Tyler and Mike, we talked about that and how, you know, we thought we needed to be 3 and 1 to to get to a bowl game and um starting out 2 and 2 would kind of put us a little bit back a little bit. So
2: I mean, don't they want to prove me wrong? I picked them at 5 and 7. Prove me yeah, wrong. Liberty's Danny. good, bro. I know. Liberty's good. you know. Yeah.
3: We'll get into that on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, obviously. All right, next. At KD Racing 15, discipline is very poor. Goes back to another example of poor coaching. Was not impressed with Schrader's performance against a not good D1AA school. Only good drive was in garbage time of the fourth. His mechanics are a little off, and you can tell he still needs to learn the playbook. Um, Yeah, he... So, I agree to some extent, but I think all in all, at the end of the day, he played pretty good. He had a freaking, um, he had a ball hike to him when he's got his damn head turned, talking to no. a receiver. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, what could have been, what could have come of that drive? I mean, that that stuff is, a, he lost 20-something yards on that. So, um, there was a couple of those things, a couple of miscues. Obviously, he's still learning the playbook a little bit. And the, and the mechanics is, you know, look, the kid's been throwing the ball and doing this since he was in Pop Warner. I don't know you're not going to really change the mechanics of someone at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. I, mm. I just don't no, I mean
3: sometimes you get these these comments and you'd like them to just allude a little bit more, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
2: like what? Yeah. Exactly. i like to think
3: well, I mean, I'd like to think that I know football pretty well, but I can't I couldn't watch that game and say that it looks like Schrader needs to learn more of the playbook. I don't know what the playbook is. I can't I mean, that's hard to to come out in and kind of say um, no, that's and realistic.
2: Tr- that's true. I'm and, and and you're right. And you're right to to realistically say it. But I, I imagine that's his downfall right now, in my opinion. And that's just what I've thought. That's just been my inkling the whole time. Is that he doesn't have the playbook down totally yet. And I guess they're really, you guess you're right. That really there is nothing that I saw that would tell me that. Like just watching that game. But. I just
3: think it's a little bit more than that. I mean, I think that DeVito's been here forever, and right. he just got here. So, I mean, he's still trying to figure out how people play. How I mean, he just came in in the spring. Um, and, again, we have talked about how it's kind of a, a difficult playbook. So there's a lot of things he's trying to catch up on. And, again, I think to to your point, there were situations like in Ohio where, I mean, you're just trying to win the game. And Coach, he's he knows what Tommy can do. He's probably more confident because, you know, Garrett's new. So again, um, it's hard for me to come out and say. I mean, could be the playbook. It could. could be a lot of things, but I think it's just basically being comfortable. And Tommy's been here for what? Four years? Five years? So, um, well, I, think I, just, see just, five. I think it comes down to a comfortability factor at could this point, fun. and just a, a, a knowing somebody a little bit more or a little bit better. That's pretty much it. So
2: it's I mean, the offense too, right? It's the guys around him. Yeah.
3: So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's not just coming down to one person,
2: right? Uh, Zach on Facebook, gotta get Zach, you gotta get back to uh top fan status there, buddy. Um, this was the hardest blowout I've ever watched. Dino's <laughs> <laughs> is Crazy. that not true? I mean, I feel like that's so true. Dino's tenure lasting past this year is not looking good. Rumor around the board is Marone has expressed interest in coming back take it with a grain of salt i'd like dino but to be that sloppy is inexcusable so yeah it was tough to watch and it's because of that it's because of that the penalties and things like that and obviously um most of that falls on the coaches but you know the players know what not to do and I guess it comes down to situational awareness on a lot of that stuff and totally unnecessary against a team that you can totally dominate just physically. So Mm, I guess that that's what was frustrating about it.
3: Yeah, no. And we had that conversation too, right. Where, um, you know, there's fans that are talking about Doug Marone and talking about, oh, Dino's on the hot seat and everything like that, you know, um,
2: still too early in my opinion for, for that talk. But I see it, you
3: know. Oh, 100%.
2: 100% I see it all over social buddy. media. And that doesn't, social media is not real life, though. So, for those of you who uh, haven't figured it out yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but, you know, we talked about that the other day, right? When we were we were talking about um, Doug Marone and everything. And I just said, you know, there's a lot of people that just, they think that this program really hasn't grown that much. But, right. I mean, you saw the the thing that came up on the screen about uh, Dino's record so far, right?
2: 44, Which 44, 44
3: and four. Yeah. 44 and 44. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's the years. I don't know. And we can't, we'll never know, but you know, you got fans calling for Doug Marone, wanting Doug Marone back and all this other stuff. When,
2: what was his um, record, Joe?
3: I, I believe it was 25 and 25 I thought, after four I years. thought
2: for sure you had that. um, you keep going.
3: So, um, it's just one of those things where, I mean, the Robinson era and everything was, it was so bad back then that Doug Marone going, you know, 25 and 25 and going to two bowl games, you know.
2: Yep. You're right. You nailed it. 25 and 25. Kind
3: of, it's kind of at six, what were they? Six and six, seven and five, like,
2: uh, uh, never four and eight eight and five, five and seven, eight and five. Does that sound right? That's what this
3: says. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and what did he do after his four years? He only got hired as a head coach in the right, Buffalo Bills right. for going 25 and 25 for four and years. And then
2: Jacksonville, right. right? And he went to Jacksonville.
3: And then he went to Jacksonville, and now I believe he's a coach at Alabama. But at the end of the day, I mean, we were in such desperate measures that Doug Marone came in and went 25 and 25 and got this little two-star, Ryan Nassib, from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Alec Lemon became and Marcus sales became like some of the better receivers. Alec lemon. He,
0: he broke records
3: at Syracuse yeah, for receiving right. records. Yeah. And he went 25 and 25. And I think that was in the big East. So it's a situation. It's definitely, he was definitely in the big East. I'm sorry. It was, 100%, yeah. Because so, um, and he got a job as a head coach in the NFL now here we are with Dino five, five years and what, two, three games and he's 500 and people are calling for his head. So, um, again, this is kind of what happens. I mean, kind of when Pascalone got ran out, right? I mean, you got to give somebody a little bit of time other than three or four years to be able to, to get, um, something going and get a culture going. And, uh, you know, we are better off now. I mean, you're talking about 500 in the acc versus 500 in the big east so um i think that we're we're better off now than what we were or just as good off now as where we were or if not better when doug marone uh went to the nfl and it's just it's sad that you know you look at it and it's two it's the same thing but they're judged at two different scales because of you know just a little taste of some some bowl games or a 10 and one 10 and three season so.
2: well now he's 45 and 44
3: Oh, yeah, now he's over five.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> so for what it's worth, uh, I right, One, and I
3: know some fans are going to be like, "Oh, well, let's see where he is at the end of the year, right?"
2: Well, I mean that's fair. That's fair, because I mean I'm worried about it myself, I guess. So uh, let's see, let's see. Okay, speaking of, speaking of. Uh, Anthony on Facebook, Dino should be let go in December. If this program can't recruit a P5 level with the rest of the ACC, then get used to four and eight until 2032. Uh, Not happy. Anthony not happy with the production Dino's putting out. But look, I have given Coach Babers the benefit of the doubt. I like him a lot. I think culturally, culturally he has been an excellent for this program. I just wonder, some of me wonders if he's, I mean, and this is, this is just outside looking in. If he's a little bit, um, how do I say? I don't want to say lenient. I don't know, but maybe he's a little, he's a little bit, um, maybe he needs to yell more. Maybe he needs to be a little bit tougher, a little bit hard nosed. and just don't, he doesn't come across like that to me. And I think that maybe he should be. And I think he should definitely show it more. And he started to a little bit. You know, obviously we've seen his frustrations in the in the loss, especially to Rutgers. I mean, he was not happy. And um No, with, no. With with that said, I want to see a meaner, more tough Dino Babers instead of <sighs> instead of the father figure. Um, that's kind of seems like he's, you know, going around patting everybody on the head. I mean That's tough, dude. I I know. Well, that's the thing I know that there's I a fine do. line there's a fine line between being both of those now well
3: I mean uh, and i I guess my thing is is that I wonder if you know the older coaches or the more you know I mean he comes from a military family, so I'm sure he's no nonsense yeah um and then you see some nonsense and you're like, what the what's going on
2: exactly and
3: um you wonder sometimes if it's just the state of you know the athletes nowadays. Are they fragile? How, are they too
2: freaking fragile? Like, come on, man.
3: Look, like, I, I. I mean, I saw a quote. I saw a quote the other day from Nick Saban talking about you know, you see these high school players you know, transferring three four high schools in in their high school. He's like, I don't want them. They can't. They can't come over. They, they can't with with adversity. He's like, I want guys that are going to come in and with adversity. You know, overcome adversity. You go to Alabama you know, you might not start right from the get go because you're going against the best of the best. And is are you gonna transfer or are you gonna come in and develop in two or three years and, you know for Nick Saban, he can say that and he can follow through and he can do that because he puts national championships on the board, on the table, on the plate. Um, for Alabama. Uh, it's sometimes it's tough to be able to come off like that as Syracuse and you can't even guarantee a bowl season. So, um you wonder sometimes how coaches like that um, are trans – I don't know. Transforming the way they coach a little bit to be able to –
2: Listen, okay. You Um, know what I'm saying? I I do understand what you're saying. But just through time, coaches were the people who – they help parent away from home. You get yelled at by your coach. you either getting yelled at by your parents or your coach growing up. No, yeah, and 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 maybe you maybe you got a little butt hurt, but wasn't that motive? Didn't that used to be motivation for kids? Wasn't
3: no, it's, it's, it's challenging them, right? Like, yes, that's what you're supposed to. Yeah,
2: yes. Right? I that's, mean,
3: you, you want to challenge them to get better, to do better, to learn. Yes, hundred yes, percent.
2: And I mean, you don't got to be a jerk about it, obviously. But but as <laughs> right. these kids get older, they need to feel it, they need to hear it, and they need to accept it, because uh, no, your coach but... isn't going to lie to you. Um, he's going to tell you the, the truth, whether it hurts your feelings or not, and it's supposed to make you better. And I'm not even talking to We're, we're on a totally different subject. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is what's happening. But at the end of the day... It, no, the, who these, cares who these, goes and go with it? Yeah, the kids are, 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 are coddled through uh, high school now. So much that things, they don't they're almost out of reality. And there's not a lot of accountability sometimes. So it comes down to personality at the end of the day, um, instead of being taught, it's either in you or it's not. And that, no, now you, you
3: can go to college and if you don't like your situation, you can, you can the go portal and that, right. Yeah.
2: Oh, pick right. a, pack up so your whole, toys and go home.
3: The whole system is set up for them to be able to just do this. Yes. Because they're, fight yes, through adversity because
2: right. they're, they're brought up through high school. Some of them, I'm just saying, this happens that to think that they, their shit doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. And, and that they,
3: that's done on purpose.
2: You <laughs> do, do what? <laughs> do so I wonder purpose. if that's done on purpose. It could be, but anyways, my point is, I want to see, I want to see a tougher Dino Babers out there, and I hope, yep. I hope we can clean up the penalties. Look, that stuff starts in practice. Now, I remember when we used to, when we used to do that crap. Like you ran, you're like Jesus mm-hmm. Crow, I don't want to run. Yep. That's the worst. Yep. That's the mm-hmm. worst. Make them run. I don't know what else yep. to say about it. My dad Punish saw him. my
3: my co- yeah. My dad saw my coach grab my face mask. And for the next time I saw him, he didn't. What he asked me, what I did
2: wrong? Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah, yeah. You do. That's what my mom would say when she saw me running. What were, you, what were you running for? I was. Well, I was. I'm thirty seconds late, or you know, yeah. whatever. You ran. That's what you did, and it sucked. And you dealt with it. And your coach loved you no matter what. At the end of the day, anyway. And then, and
3: then maybe you weren't late next time.
2: Well, I lived right across the street too, so there's no excuse for it.
0: God, you really had no excuse seriously, seriously, seriously.
2: Hopefully, you learned. I did learn. I'm not late to anything anymore. See how that works? That's the freaking truth, too. I'm never late wow. to anything anymore. All right. There you go. That's what happens. All right. Look, thank Still. you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate all of you so much. Thanks for coming in. Help spread the word. Tell them, Tell your friends. For Joe, <laughs> I'm Sean. We're out of here.
1: Peace.